Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Faking Movies. Uh, this is Lee, of course, your de facto least favorite host. Um, Whoa. <laughs> scathing. <laughs> Self-scathing. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm joined, of course, by my dear friend Seth, who is making uh, tonguey faces. What's up, Seth? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I don't think you're the de facto least favorite host. I no. think that is our secret fourth host that we never talk about. Bobby. Oh, he just sits there. It's fucking weird. I know. It's oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to, if you ever hear like a weird tapping or a weird breathing or crash. <laughs> oh, and during you do. The, <laughs> yeah. during the episodes, it's not because Seth was tapping on his desk next to his microphone while talking, and I couldn't cut it out. That would be crazy if that. It's, it's because it was Bobby. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, Bobby. Um, Bobby. I call him. I'm I call him Bobbert. Mm. Uh huh, and I call him Robert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's confusing. And then Zach calls him Al because Zach really loves Paul Simon. What's up? Zach's also here. Hey, Zach. Yeah, hey, on? how's it going? That was a fun little jaunt we went on. Oh, remember how Chevy Chase was in that video? Chevy Chase, mm. fun fact, Ugh, um, says that he was in. He was a member of Steely Dan when they were in college together at Bard. He was their drummer, but he said they kicked him out because he had perfect pitch and would always derail their their rehearsals. Ha- that is the most asshole comment I can oh ever imagine. God. Has anyone confirmed this? There's an easy way to check this, like ask Steely I Dan. I mean, right? Walter Becker is dead, Donald Fa- or Donald Fagan's dead. I can't remember which one's dead, <laughs> but... There's only two guys, so that's you know. a very yeah. bold lie. If you just made that up, yeah. I mean, they definitely <laughs> went to college together and were friends. So, oh, hmm. strange, weird. And Chevy Chase is apparently a, you know, passable drummer. So, oh. yeah. I mean, he's a shitty person, though. So, moving oh, on. Oh yeah, he's yes. really awful. Um, I just want to start off this week, of course, uh, by saying you should check out our website, check out our Instagram, and specifically check out Twitter. Also, if you guys will indulge me, uh, I've got a little bit of a passion project that I'm working on. I want everybody to check out my new blog, um, www.dilffood.wordpress.com. That's D-I-L-F-F-O-O-D. We're putting the dilf back in food. Um, so Please don't. <laughs> It's it's because you know we all have a little dilf inside of us. Some of us in different ways. Really do. Uh, and you know sure. it's it's really yeah it's really it's a lifestyle. It's it's recipes and it's it's really it's just because we all have some dad energy. You don't have to be a father to have dad energy. Mm-hmm. Dilffood.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. And I do reserve the right to give up on this idea before the next episode comes yep. out. So. I, I think surprise. that is uh, entirely yeah. fair. Yeah. I'm surprised it's lasted the three days since we talked about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was a, a, a fevered, a fevered uh, uh, forcing myself to sleep Friday night with stomach pains mm-hmm. uh, idea that I texted to you boys. Mm-hmm. And then it was a, a stumbling through trying to create a second WordPress account because I used to have a blog that 
nope uh, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yesterday before going before going and doing my day and then today spending five minutes setting it up and then getting bored immediately yep. with with trying to form so you've, you've already done the thing that you described which is give yeah. up entirely is what you're saying yeah. I mean, I'm off tomorrow, so I might go back Ah, to it. Okay, okay. I mean, I've designed a number of websites. If you want to pay me a little bit, I could, uh, I could put that together for you real fast. Is this our first ad, and it's just between you two? (laughs) Sure, it's weird. Uh, Seth Fartnoise Web Design (laughs) and Dillfood.com bring you (laughs) Dillfood.com. Yeah. So anyway, you should uh, not check that out because I can guarantee you there's not going to be anything on it. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we have an episode today. uh, And Zach, you're faking a movie. Nope. I am not. Nope. God, I got really scared there for a half second. (laughs) Yeah, that was about to to go pear-shaped real fast. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's what you got. Yep, nope, I'm faking a movie this week. Um, do we even say what number this was? This is episode 110. It is. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is episode 110. So I'm mm-hmm. faking a movie this week, uh, and it is uh, Falling Down. Next week's episode will be the same number that Bilbo's age is at the start of The Lord of the Rings. It's true. I don't know why you're saying that now instead of using that as our transition to the next episode at the end of the episode. A long-awaited party is the name of chapter one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm doing a movie called Falling Down, and the people that you gave me for this movie were Michael Douglas, Mikey Duggs, Robert Duvall, Barbara Hershey, and Lois Smith. Uh, I, I know Lois Smith personally as gran from season one of true blood oh i thought you were gonna say you just know her personally full stop yeah i I figured it was like one of your (laughs) one of your insane jack palance stories again (laughs) that's true i i don't know jack palance but you have my uncle did yeah but you're 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 like less than six degrees separation sort of jack palance so Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm also, I've got Justin Thoreau in my back pocket, too, so. Why? Oh, sure. That's true. Oh, um, because friend of the show, Eva, went, was friends with Justin Thoreau's little brother, Sebastian, at the university we all went to. Sebastian Thoreau. What a fucking name. Yeah, what a yeah, fucking he is name. Gorgeous. <laughs> I, no um, doubt. As is Justin, yes. <laughs> so I've been to, to several parties hosted by Sebastian, and that means I have, you know, that, that there's Justin right there, and that opens up David lynch it opens up the entire mcu wow. like oh, sure. yeah 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 that's exciting that's that's mm-hmm. fun zoolander <laughs> i don't believe you let's move on <laughs> what? this is verifiable you could look up where you know, sebastian's you know went to college. i'm not going to <laughs> yeah all right let me get let me get to some of my ideas and then into my real movie okay my first when you guys gave me this title the first thing i thought was like kind of a hudsucker proxy about pillows and duvets where they like take that's my down... favorite coen brothers movie mm-hmm. uh yeah it was like a hudsucker proxy about like pillows and duvets where they take down like down pillows mm-hmm. uh oh got right. it down take down sure right and so it's you know down they take down the down pillows uh <laughs> for like cotton or synthetics or something so that was the whole thing oh yeah okay it's like, cool, yeah cool. like a... falling down because nobody wants down pillows anymore right you're uh, reinventing an industry and then you it's really a character study uh-huh. and a screwball comedy yeah, yeah uh-huh. gotcha. all right yep mm-hmm. just like the hudsucker proxy um, you know, for kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. 
<laughs> all my proxy servers out there. That's uh, mm. the fan club I started for waiters and waitresses who like the Hodsucker proxy. Wow. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> wow. We're, we're real deep in it this time. I thought about maybe doing a cave exploration movie um, and uh, like a sort of journey to the center of the earth thing, but I abandoned that real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, and so here's what I actually did. Michael Douglas is the mayor of, like, a neo-noir-style city. Uh, Lois Smith is the chief of police slash security and is, you know, like a hard, angry woman. Much like Granny Goodness from the DC Superman, you know, dark side sort of comics. Mm. You know. I don't, but I'll nod my head. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Did you ever watch Superman the Animated Series? Not really. Oh, well, there was a woman in this who was voiced by Ed Asner, and that's who I'm talking about. (laughs) Huh? Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Fancy I that. could see Lois Lois Smith like pulling off that stern kind of gruff granny. Yeah, yeah, right. But she's like, you know, kind of sadistic. So it's pretty Right. Different. A stern gruff granny. Okay. Um <laughs> anyway, this is a closed city. It's pretty militaristic. It's very dystopian. Uh the city is walled. Of course there are big high black walls and stuff. Uh, but you can still see the sky. Uh, that's kind of important. And what I was envisioning was sort of like a like a Ring World by Larry Niven sort of situation. If either of you guys have read that, where I know that it's a thing that exists. Well, like okay. you can you can like see the horizon, but the horizon isn't quite right. Like the there's the like not the curvature of a planet, but you know it's just off hmm. a little bit. Okay. Anyway, a lot of stupid world building. Anyway. Uh, so you're, you're casting this off, but I gotta say, I always enjoy your world building ones the most. We'll see. We'll see how you feel by the end of this. Very skeptical. Um, so, uh, so we established that Robert Duvall is like a steampunk bullshit inventor, you know, like all steampunk. Um, (laughs) and his, his, his daughter is Barbara Hershey, um, who is probably our protagonist because I am now out of actors. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we spend far too long establishing the relationship between Duval and Hershey, as is, you know, it's pretty tropey. Um, but the relationship, so then we move on and we like the relationship between the citizenry and the government run by Michael Douglas and Lois Smith uh, is getting more and more fascist, you know, as movies do. Um, and Hershey totally buys in it because that's, you know, the shitty part about fascism is some young people flock to it and yeah it's it's topical shitty. yeah <laughs> yeah you 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 somebody who's not uh succeeding and feels like they deserve to mm-hmm. and now here's yeah. somebody somebody else telling them well the reason you're not succeeding isn't your own fault yeah, yeah. right exactly um so so barbara uh joins with michael douglas and lois smith and begins like and so they like start rounding up you know shitty steampunk people um and we introduce some other characters who of course uh robert duvall is sympathetic to but you know they're all like freedom fighter sorts you know this is very like boilerplate fascist government rebel sort of stuff right mm-hmm. um and uh we like look into some of these other characters lives for a little bit but the crux is that we eventually lead to duvall being captured and barbara having to decide whether or not to help her father or not um, and she does, of course, help uh, him and switches sides pretty easily, perhaps too easily. 
Uh-oh. But, There's uh, a ghost in the machine. Yeah, but of course, uh, Robert Duvall doesn't notice any of this, and uh, they escape to like an underla- underworld sort of situation underneath the city, a la... Now, when you say underworld situation, do you mean like a criminal underworld, or like or like an underworld li- Rise of the Lycans type underworld? I mean like uh, a la uh, Demolition Man. Ah, uh, uh, perfect. Uh-huh. Gotta yeah. eat rat burgers? Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> rat! Pretty oh, good, wait, pretty fuck. good. Dennis Leary's not gonna be there, is he? Because I don't want to. No, just then he's gonna do his stand-up routine from 1994. Ugh, fuck that. Oh, my. Um. So <laughs> in uh, the basement of Demolition Man, uh, they uh, they meet some other uh, resistance people who have been hiding here, <laughs> and you know they're all thinking about Benjamin Bratz. There, yeah. he's wearing tire armor. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> um. And they're trying to figure out ways to escape the the fascists. Um, and there's a heavily guarded section of the city that there sure is an escape route. So the current crew that we have established, and I didn't pick new actors because I don't care, um, <laughs> a including yeah. a somewhat dawdling Duval, infiltrate the, uh, the, the guarded area and find a gate and this, like, massive stairwell-like structure. Mm-hmm. And they go down it, which takes a really long time, and they eventually they re- like reach the bottom and are released into the remnants of the old world. It's just a disaster-ridden hellscape. Uh, they see like all sorts of horrible atrocities, just like tangled up electrical wires everywhere because people have been trying to strip them of their copper but fucked up, and <laughs> you know people fighting over completely burnt, possibly food, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And, like, semblance of people. They they barely resemble humans. And they look back up and they see that their former home was this beautiful castle in the sky tethered to the earth with, you know, this staircase thing. Okay. Um, but, of course, uh, at this point, Barbara betrays the group and uh, Michael Douglas and Lois Smith are right there with a retinue of, you know, soldiers and backup. And so a steampunky gunfight ensues. You know, as a nuclear winter-style snow starts, you know, falling on our characters. Sure. Duval goes down, then Michael Douglas goes down, then Barbara Hershey goes down, and finally, um, Barbara Hershey, with the last of her strength, uh, finishes off Lois Smith. And as the snow falls on the corpse of Barbara, we go out of focus, and then we refocus in and see that the snow is actually made of little feathers, all falling in a be- in a bedroom from the ceiling. And six to eight exhausted children in, like, homemade costumes, each one sort of resembling uh, uh, the outfits that... The costumes that... worn by the people in the movie. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a loft that you can see in the background above them and a big spiral staircase in the background and like nice. everything that happened in the movie was some aspect of a sleepover the hellscape they saw in the real is in the real world like a pile of burnt pizza rolls and tangled up n64 controllers oh and like oh, how wholesome that's wonderful <laughs> and uh overturned chairs and couches and you know that sort of stuff um yeah. and they're all in the aftermath of what must have been a spectacular pillow fight Mm. Um, and the feathers fall to form the vague semblance of the words falling down, cut to black, title card. So I have a question <laughs> for uh-huh. you. Title card. Yeah. Can I, can I have a note? Can I insert a oh, note sure. for the ending? Oh, sure. 
right before those those feathers fall, mm-hmm. I want uh, one of the parents to knock on the door and poke their head in. And who is it? But M. Night Shyamalan cameoing in his own movie <laughs> as the dad saying, hey, keep it down. Like, ah, exactly. Damn, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we are. Okay. That's very nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you definitely sold it as something we would not like, and uh, <laughs> yep, and flipped it. Was it. All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that you dislike this as much as you. I'm made I'm, I'm actually. I mean, this is obviously something more suited for ratings, but I'm kind of disappointed that all this world building was for naught. Uh, well, you know, you know, it's about the power of imagination. Yeah, it's the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. Kind of Maybe thing. it can be a, like a little irregular Princess Bride thing, and in the sequel, it's uh, one of these kids has grown up to write a series of stories. I mean, and they're telling their own kids these stories. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I was I was actually thinking a little bit of Princess Bride sort of echoes in there. Too sure. so mm-hmm. um, it's whimsical and fun. Yeah, yeah. I did hear some Falk creeping into your voice. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was that was man. Uh, I I don't know. I I didn't like it the whole bunch, but there it is. Anyway, hey, it's don't, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Not my um, best work. All right. Do you want the IMDb? Yes. Okay. And un- oh, you have it. That's so surprising to me. I have it. I know. I usually don't. I, I no. Yeah. I have not been drinking this episode, so oh, oh right, way gotcha. on my game today. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, an unemployed defense worker, frustrated with the various flaws he sees in society, begins to psychotically and violently lash out against them. Jesus, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. That I mean, yeah. That doesn't get into it a ton, I guess. Lee, do you wanna? Oh yeah, sounds oh, like I've some got neocon oh, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> oh, is it? That's exactly what it is, Seth. <sighs> All right, great. Here, great. Let me. Sure. Great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me get into the longer summary. Michael uh, Mickey Dugs is a is a a dude with like the most like fifties get up and haircut ever, and he's existing in like basically peak of la riots era la he's stuck on the freeway to start the movie and it's actually an homage to the beginning of eight and a half the fellini movie Mm -hmm. with a bunch of it's just a big montage of different images um you know his air conditioning is busted and he abandons his car and like just runs off Mm -hmm. um also in the area is robert duvall who's also stuck in traffic and he happens to be a cop and he's literally on his last day before retirement Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> really? Um yeah. So uh, obviously they're going to have two like sem- some premise. I know. <laughs> they're going to have two somewhat parallel stories. I thought mine was hackneyed. <laughs> Jesus. So right. Michael Douglas's whole thing is he runs through LA and he basically just goes on an escalating rampage. So like he starts off, he goes into a, a Korean grocer and he starts to argue with the guy about prices because he wanted to get some change to make a phone call. And he was like, you have to buy something. And it's like, oh, Coca-Cola is 85 cents. He's like, 85 cents. Not where I, when I'm when I was a kid, it wasn't 85 cents. Of course That's it wasn't because inflation exists, you stupid jag off. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus. he like destroys the guy's store with the the dude pulls out his baseball bat because he's afraid of this screaming unhinged man at uh-huh. you know. This. Yep. 
Michael Douglas grabs the baseball bat and he destroys the store and he's like, how much does it cost? I'm going to pay for it. And he's like, oh, 50 cents. He's like, that's right. And he takes it and he gets the 50 cents and he goes and he, he fucking makes a phone call to his ex-wife who has a restraining order on him. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> and Barbara Hershey is the ex-wife and it's their daughter's birthday and he's like, I, I want to come to the diner's. I, I got to stop doing this. Yeah, no. he's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit much, but yep. I, yep. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, I want to come to the daughter's birthday and she's like, you know you can't. The judge says you can't and he's like, well, I'm coming and and so he hangs up and then oh, she calls the cops. So and like in a less upsetting way, he's like a real chunky boy where he he lord he's coming a real <laughs> a real chunk <laughs> uh-huh. that's a fun version um, of that yeah okay that's a real great twist on this movie that i had not considered <laughs> lord he come um, <laughs> yeah so um she this there's a there's another side plot of her she calls the cops Mm-hmm. And we get to see how the cops um, shit all over her mm-hmm. and don't trust her. Um, yep. So the cops come to the house the first time. They're like, oh, we're, like, is he here? And she's like, no, he called and said he was here. It's like, well, what's the story? It's like, oh, we're divorced. And it's like, and you have a restraining order. Did he ever beat you up? And she's like, well, no, the judge suggested that I get the restraining order. And they're like, oh, the judge suggested it. And we're like, <laughs> okay, ma'am, we're going to leave now. And it's like, oh, my fucking God, really? kind of rough, yeah oh my god and then later another set of cops comes after he keeps calling and they leave too and it's like listen man we can't stay here uh in case something actually happens if you really want to solve this problem you need to vote against any proposition that reduces the amount of patrolmen in your neighborhood it's like that was a a weird turn (sighs) on that yeah that's like a weird little political statement to throw into this movie yeah Uh, so he keeps like going through L.A. toward uh, Venice, where they lived, mm-hmm. um, and acquiring new weapons every time. Like he runs, he has a run in with some some Latino, very Latino <laughs> gang members. <laughs> yep. And he beats the shit out of them with the bat, and he ends up getting a butterfly knife. Uh, so he's then... playing a video game. Yes, it is. It is a lot like a video game. I, it's like I um, had to look up when Grand Theft Auto came out because I was like, "This is just Grand Theft Auto." Like, who did it? First? The only thing about it is Grand Theft Auto is like explicitly a cartoon, and this paints yeah. him as a hero for most of the movie. Oh, it's no. not all of the movie. Yeah. Um, That's real gross. Like, just mm-hmm. start well, straight up. I, I already find so that like just... he, these gang members are looking for him, and they see him, and they do a drive by to like, and literally everybody gets hit except for him. Mm-hmm. And they crash their car, and he comes up, and he, like, steals this bag of guns, and their car explodes, and they're all dead. Um, yep. So now he's got guns. <sighs> he goes into a burger place, and he shoots up, like, he doesn't kill anybody, but he shoots up the joint, and he's like, mm, the burger, I want breakfast. Like, we stopped serving breakfast. Like, I'll have, I'm gonna make a big, sorry, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna make a big scene about this, and now it's like, you know what, never mind, I'll just have lunch anyway. And then he gets pissed because the food looks different than it does on the sign, and everybody, uh, it's a whole fucking so thing. So many non-problems. What yeah. is this <laughs> yeah. entitled bullshit? Exactly. Exactly, Seth. Um, so the parallel story with Robert Duvall is he's... I'm getting uh, angry just listening to this description. <laughs> yeah. So Robert Duvall is retiring, and he um, isn't respected by the other cops because he has a desk job. And the reason he has a desk job, we find out, is because he 
was in a firefight and his partner got killed and he had to shoot somebody and he just like one doesn't want to be out on the street anymore and two it like his wife had a a nervous breakdown when it happened and he like sure yeah yeah sure um and his wife is portrayed as this like controlling shrew the whole time because she keeps calling him um and demanding him come home and stuff and really it's almost like, like traumatic traumatic events cause psychoses yeah we also find out that they had a a child like a toddler who died of sids like so like they have a whole dark backstory like it's a bit much yeah so duval is like on his last day and everybody's giving him shit but he's also noticing that all of these crimes are like they're getting these reports for all these crimes and it's all like the descriptions of the person who did it is the same person mm-hmm. and it's following like a specific path right. and he's trying to solve this case and his one of his former partners is uh this woman detective who of course also gets shit from all the other dudes on staff uh-huh. for for doing and her they, job <laughs> yeah yeah and they and they try to they're solving it together they're trying to anyway okay. yep. uh eventually she ends up at like this army navy surplus store and donald not donald sutherland uh (laughs) michael douglas is also there at the time and the homophobic neo-nazi who runs the place like lies to the cops to protect him because he was listening to the police scanner and he heard about this white guy going on a rampage wait no that's a little strange that the that the nazi and the cops are not aligned but (laughs) Uh uh-huh i agree yeah <clears throat> increasingly mm-hmm. <laughs> I, by the way did you guys see that sting that happened in germany this week no oh. there's a huge subset of the german police force that just got like caught for having an anti-government pro-nazi um agenda whoa yeah and That's... we're stockpiling weapons and shit yeah wow mm-hmm. scary stuff oh my yeah real real thing Ugh. that fucking is happening right now it's not in the u.s for once it's odd uh well i mean <laughs> it's not overtly this, in the u.s sure or no this i would say it's it's okay but mm-hmm. we're not gonna get yep. into this anyway yep. um so this this neo-nazi protects uh mickey Duggs and uh and like afterwards mickey Duggs is like why did you help me out there and he's like because i heard that you blasted a bunch of well he uses the n-word but i'm not gonna do that yeah. uh and Michael Douglas then realizes it's like he has his moment of clarity for a second where he's like, wait, am I the bad guy? This guy's clearly a bad guy. Why does he like what I'm doing? Yep. Uh, but then it completely flips and he's like, well, listen, I need gear. And he's like, I'm going to give you gear. But then the dude like breaks the snow globe he bought for his daughter. And then Michael Douglas freaks out and he murders the dude. Yep. Um, okay. That's, that's the only murder that you're like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's a bad dude. <laughs> so then for the rest of the movie, he's marching around in fucking fatigues and he has a goddamn bazooka now. Mm-hmm. Um it escalates and he shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and he's like still working his way through the city and he sees a, a a a traffic jam and he walks up to the road crew and he's like, "What's going on here?" and it's like, "We're doing repairs." And he's like, "I don't believe you. I don't believe that there's any repairs. I think that you're just doing this to justify your budget because if you don't spend the money, they'll take it away." tell me if I'm lying or not. And he pulls out his gun and the guy is like, you're right. That's what's going on. And like, I would, I would posit that the person working on the road crew doesn't make this fucking decision. Yeah. (laughs) Just like the people working in the fast food restaurant don't get to decide when they stop making breakfast food. Uh Like, (laughs) very true. It's a whole lot of hurting little people. Mm -hmm. Uh I mean, he does then, the important, uh, well, 
a okay. part that redeems anything is that like wait am i the bad guy thing right i think yeah right but it, anyway so like yeah. in this particular scene he like then accidentally shoots the bazooka into a sewer drain and it like ignites the methane that's in there or something it blows up a whole bunch of shit zach had some issues it, with this it scene. defies physics he shoots it at a 45 geometry degree angle yeah. to the ground and then it travels in a straight line parallel with the ground once it gets under but it's fucking oh sure bananas. yeah yeah no i mean yeah. maybe like a, maybe the air density so. was different and it used snell's um. law and as it mm-hmm. changed, as it as it changed media, much like a light wave, it just changed angles. That's probably it. That's right. that must be why at the during the credits there was a shout a out doctor. to Snell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys are both doctors. So. <laughs> one in a science and one in a soft science. Oh, <laughs> oh. crushing. <laughs> Ooh, low blow. It's okay. I have a humanities master's, and it ain't doing shit for me. So, oh dear. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's just go down the hierarchy, shall we? Yeah, but when. Uh, <laughs> When when he does this, a bunch of kids are around and they're like, "Oh, what movie are you filming? Where are the cameras?" <laughs> and I guess that's a commentary on like, "Oh, society is warped by entertainment or some shit Jesus like that." Jesus yeah. anyway. Christ! That's blame <laughs> video games for violence. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he keeps like violently working his way toward his family, and finally he gets there. Mm-hmm. And there's this big standoff on the pier, and and Robert Duvall has done good police work along with his partner, mm-hmm. who actually got shot by who gets shot by Michael Douglas. Right. Right. Um, Is killed by do, Michael Douglas? Or? No, she she survives. Okay, fortunately, um, works his way, and and eventually they end up on the pier in Venice, and um, they have this like talk, and and Duvall is like, listen, you. I know that you think you deserve something different, but like everybody gets shit on and it doesn't give you the right to do this. And this is the first moment in the whole movie that stops glorifying what Michael Douglas is doing. Cool. And it happens literally one minute before the yeah. end. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, do you um, think- oh, I forgot to mention the scene where he like runs through a golf course and gives an old guy a heart attack oh, because yeah. rich people shouldn't take up all this land. Yeah. And then, which I can get behind, but still. Uh, and then he goes to like a plastic surgeon's mansion, and he like mm. starts to threaten the family that's swimming in the pool until he finds out it's actually just the pool guy using the pool while the dude's out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't know it's a whole thing, and he has like another moment of like, "Am I the bad guy?" But then he keeps doing his shit mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, he ends up in the standoff on the pier, and he ends up committing suicide by cop because he pulls a squirt gun. Okay. And Robert Duvall, he's telling Robert Duvall, "Come on, do a quick draw, like we're in the old west." And then he, it's a squirt gun, but Robert Duvall shoots shoots. Well, him, yeah, you know, I mean, and... there's no way to know. Yeah, right, exactly. In that regard, um, and then the movie's over, and and Robert Duvall's a hero, but like the news is is interviewing his captain, who's trying to take all the credit, and Robert <sighs> Duvall tells him to go fuck himself on camera. And... <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's this movie's fucking. I hate it. it sounds so like much. A, sounds like a stone cold bummer of a movie. Well, this movie is just toxic masculinity, fucking white privilege bullshit. Like, yeah. so you uh, you mentioned but, that the only time that they talk about the things he's like, he 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 finally makes the turn to like, oh, I am a bad guy, and the movie acknowledges it. Like, 
I agree it was very late and like it should have happened earlier, but I think it was for effect, wasn't it? Like that was supposed to be the like, ah, okay, he finally gets it. Like my problem is that it like glorifies it the whole time. It does, but I guess that's what I'm saying is I think that's it never purpose, it never right? paints him as gray though. It paints him as mm. like this avenging angel and then right at the end someone points out that like so like in the like around the the turn to act 3 mm-hmm. is when it would make sense to do this where he becomes sure. aware and they do it to an extent with the neo-Nazi that he kills, yeah. but then he just keeps doing it. He does. Yeah, right. That's, he confusing. doesn't slow down. It, it doesn't change his behavior yeah. or anything. The only thing it changes about it is instead of torturing, like the whole first part of the movie, he's torturing poor people and minorities. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, he just starts going after rich people. Yeah. That's yeah. True. That's fair. Which, you know, to a degree, yeah, <laughs> it's an improvement. Yeah. But he's still this incredibly violent, insane, mm-hmm. like person who feels like the world owes him. Oh, we forgot to mention Lois Smith is his mother, mm-hmm. and he lives with his mother now. And she talks about how like detached he is, and she's afraid of him, yeah. and his family's afraid of Jesus him, and like, Christ. yeah. Man. I was wondering, like, I have, I have think that the absurd um, minutia of the things he gets upset about is perhaps a tip off to this like like they're sort of showing you intentionally that it's all very absurd like the breakfast at the fucking thing like it's such a dumb thing to get mad about i thought maybe that was their tipping their hat to the, the like gray area of like <laughs> i think it's so should stupid be. like obviously this is not the good guy i think it should be and it could be and i think we, and we should talk about some of the the behind the scenes stuff specifically the director and uh, i think <laughs> in the hands of a better director yeah. This would So who is the director? Joel Schumacher. Ah oh, fuck. Batman okay. Batman himself. <laughs> All uh-huh. right. Uh the director of my <laughs> second favorite Batman movie and my least favorite Batman yeah. movie. That yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of those is my favorite Batman movie. Oh uh, boy. Yep. So I'm a Batman Forever boy. Oh but yeah, that's just of course. Nostalgia. It's mostly because yeah. of Seal. And uh, oh, yes. oh man, there was a graying tower, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joel Schumacher directed this, and that motherfucker. My pain, baby. Um, anyway, hey, let's yeah, not forget there was a direct- song on that album too. Oh yeah, uh, something, something, kiss me, kill me, something, thrill mm-hmm. me, kiss me, kill me, that thing. That yeah. that, uh, that soundtrack had a weird number of singles on it, if I recall. It was a big summer for that one. Yeah. I mean, that was back in the day when that still happened. Like That's that true. was yeah. that was right around the time. Like I can remember they would do the tie-in music videos yeah. and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember that Eric Clapton acoustic song, Save the World? I could save the world. Yeah, that was a tie-in yeah. with the movie Phenomenon. Yeah. So the music video... Is him like in Grand Central Station singing intercut with scenes of John Travolta learning Portuguese in a pickup truck and like yeah disjointed hmm. yep sure. I still have mm-hmm. uh, the McDonald's glasses from that Batman Forever Batman yep I drink out of those a lot <laughs> yeah every yeah. every time you come to my house yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. I had those as as but a lad but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very good <laughs> um yeah so it's Schumacher Schumacher clearly doesn't understand subtlety oh does tone. really. What? Indeed not. <laughs> Joel, Joel Schumacher doesn't understand subtlety? Yeah. Oh, is he so being we... as subtly uh, sarcastic as I am right now? <laughs> so, you know, and I'm, I'm realizing this right now. Jesus. There's another director that that I really love who doesn't really understand subtlety, and it's Paul Verhoeven. Uh-huh. But I feel mm. like 
his fundamental misunderstanding of subtlety is purposeful. Mm. And I think if he had directed this movie, it would feel so much different. Sure. Yeah, because I, I don't think that the lack of subtlety is the problem. I think it's the lack of understanding I, of the. the yeah, because yeah. Paul Verhoeven yeah. would make it more of a farce. Like it would be so over the top. What's a what's a Verhoeven hallmark for our listeners? Because I clearly know, but yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, RoboCop, Starship Troopers. Oh, certainly. Yeah, okay. yeah right. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two great examples. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I that I fully um, agree with you. He knows what he's doing, and he's just good at it. Yeah, yeah, RoboCop being one of the few truly perfect movies. It blew um, his dick right off. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should look up that cut. <laughs> oh, the, oh yeah. there was a fan cut. A bunch of a bunch of like am- filmmakers and amateur filmmakers and comedians <laughs> a few years ago did a uh, fan cut of RoboCop where different people each got assigned one scene mm-hmm. from the movie, and uh, the dick. <laughs> The dick shot off scene, which I think is scene thirty-seven uh-huh. in that cut, I believe. I believe okay. so, but uh, is spectacular. Yeah, no, it's um, very good. It's very very. It's well much done. like that uh, that project where people did five seconds of Star Wars. So there's mm-hmm. like very different uh, approaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And this one has a very specific approach. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> yep, sure <laughs> does. Anyway, all listeners should look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I I really want to talk about the the one thing that really made me so mad above all the other things in this movie. Okay. Okay. So there's a moment when he's like walking through L.A. and by the way, this movie was filmed during the L.A. riots. Yep. It delayed filming. Wait. So really? Yeah. Is it, that is yes. that old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like '93. It came out. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It 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 very confusingly feels like it could be in response to or like uh, inspired by LA riots, but it it, it happened feels to be like an angry it. white man reacting to the LA See, riots. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that it was like early 2000s or something. That's what uh, I was estimating, but I guess no, not. Indeed not. Yeah. Hmm. Um so he he is a laid-off defense contractor and one of the things he talks about a lot in the movies like I created weapons to protect America okay. but then our, no, our enemies <laughs> our enemies went like disappeared or like they're still the same people they're not our enemies anymore so now we have all these new enemies you know all this bullshit yeah but there's a scene Seth is uh is uh is miming is pantomiming uh uh, uh fellatio in a very that that last one a, was a very rather just dismissive way yeah, yeah. it um, is like phone pole thick yeah yeah no it's really something yep um, you know you know how I do thick. Wow. uh so Should a screenshot uh, the, of that the moment that the moment that especially irritated mm-hmm. me. As he's working his way through LA, he happens to see an African American gentleman mm. uh, protesting peacefully in front of a bank, uh, uh, stating, talking about how the bank refused to give him a loan because they said it was not economically viable. Mm. He's not. He goes, "I'm not economically viable," and this man gets arrested and taken away. Mm-hmm. And he looks at uh, Michael Douglas right in the face, and he goes, "Remember me?" And he goes, "I will." And then later in the movie, when he's lamenting his own situation, he says, I guess I'm not economically viable anymore. And it's like, so you are co-opting yeah. Yeah. This, this truly justified outrage 
by someone who has been systemically oppressed for a very long time at a point when this city had literal riots about related about to thing. this yeah. systemic oppression and mistreatment by the fucking police. Yeah. And this movie makes this white guy the hero until literally five seconds before the movie's over. That's, That's the part where it's up. just like, it's so... I mean, I guess, obviously, the racial tension was very present before this. Like, it could have been in response to that. But it is, like, so coincidental that this was happening while the LA riots were filmed and not in response to them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. I also am reminded of They Live, uh, a movie oh, that yeah. mm-hmm. has a, oh. a fucking sci-fi fantasy movie that has a far more... Uh, genuine, yeah, right, and and nuanced portrayal, which of, is insane like, the economic because and, of the, the economic and racial divide of L. A. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, at this time oh period. My God. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts. <sighs> um, so this is Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas produced it because Michael Douglas oh. produces a good portion of the movie season. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, he's he has some. I think he has some producing Oscars. Huh. Um, at least one for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh, wow. Um, but he this famously he said he he says that this is he believes his best performance ever. Um, his father Kirk Douglas says that this is my son's best performance oh, ever. No, it's weird. Um, given given his Michael Douglas, extremely long career and like the number of movies he the number of good including movies in. an Oscar for portray for for being in Wall Street, which is another despicable character. Oh, yeah. But it's a character that's supposed to be despicable, right? Exactly. Yep. Even though it's a bad movie, yeah. but um. He Michael Douglas says that when he read this script, uh, it was getting passed around Hollywood and everyone was passing on it, mm-hmm. and he just had to to make the movie because it was the best script he had ever read. Mm. Wrong, like, troublesome. This is baffling <laughs> to me. Like, uh, yeah, rough. Oh, um, it wasn't Ant Man. <laughs> no, Ant Man was not the best script he'd ever oh. read. The original Edgar Wright script for Ant Man, oh. however, was oh. the best. Script oh, I didn't know he was a part mm-hmm. of the OG. Yeah, yeah Edgar Wright imagine? was gonna write and was gonna write and direct Ant Man, and halfway through the process, Marvel replaced him. Yuck! Ant Man as hot fuzz as Ant Man—that just I, that has to exist. I yeah. want it so bad. <laughs> I, I think I've brought it up before on 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 our show, but there is one joke in the first Ant Man movie that I know for certain was a holdover from the Edgar Wright oh. script, and it's while they're fighting and Wasp is literally disintegrating someone, his ringtone goes off, and it's disintegration by the Cure. <laughs> that had yeah, to be. That sounds yeah, about right. Like, that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. All right. Other things. Zach, what do you what do you think about this yeah, movie? Zach. Um. I guess. Talk I at a... me, baby. <laughs> yeah, I I ranted quite yeah, a bit no, about how fine. much I hate this fucking. I, I had a couple of like funny bits, but I think yeah, the the overarching thing. So they're making a lot of moral uh, judgments in this movie, and of course, over time, this never really holds up very well. And I think that goes for this as well. So there's like odd like racism is bad there's like those sort of very cut and dry ones mm-hmm. but there's a lot that really really do not look great in 2019 including like all of the wife's mental health issues that everybody's just like oh you know feeble-minded women whatever it's fine oh robert duvall's wife robert yeah. duvall's wife yeah um 
Robert Duvall's wife, who has watched her husband almost get killed in the line of duty and has seen her young daughter die unexpectedly with very little explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so there's a lot going on, and Robert Duvall is basically, like, as Lee mentioned, she's just constantly bothering him this one day, but she's very nervous because she, again, with all the things that happened, and it's the last day. And she's seen movies. She knows what happens when someone is one day away from retirement. Well, so that's another one that I wrote down. The amount of times that people remind Robert Duvall that cops get killed all the time time especially on their last day is fucking unbelievable oh so it's 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 so meta aware but (laughs) yeah but it's it happens like if paul verhoeven directed this movie this joke would have landed like it's just it it is absurd the way that it plays out in this movie yeah um but yeah so there's that uh gender roles are just very bad uh like there's a stripogram that they get for robert duvall it's like a like hourly stripper lady to bring in and there's a bunch of women women in the yeah the women are all looking around like isn't this crazy oh my god strippers and it's like this is yeah it's like you could tell they were not as interested in 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 acting excited as the men in the cast yeah it is bananas that's gross so there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of these things that like I you know it's obvious like this always happens with movies over time but mm-hmm. um, the other one thing except that I, RoboCop the one of the few perfect films of all time that's true yes true because, uh, it, it will go down in history 500 years from now they're gonna be watching that dick get blown off and be like this was the pinnacle <laughs> of society so so like <laughs> this okay the, this was definitely the this peak. is the, the I Mona like, Lisa I feel like I need to century. defend RoboCop RoboCop is I feel perfect because of its pacing it is a perfect three act structure it lasts almost exactly 90 minutes I don't know who you're trying it's, to convince I don't know yeah, we're, no, like, we're firmly on we're your on side board dude <laughs> okay <laughs> Also, it's just a retelling of the New Testament, which is incredible. Oh. Like a very violent, well, violent in a different way, retelling mm. of the New sure, Testament. Sure, fair point. Um, I remember yeah. when Jesus shot uh, Judas Iscariot's dick off. <laughs> hey, man, in the in the Gnostic Gospels, Jesus does all kinds of weird magic and kills people. Oh, that's people, true. So. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So he just magics away someone's dick. <laughs> 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 it's much less like bloody i guess but he definitely firebolt on somebody's like... penis <laughs> there you go yeah he definitely like strikes a kid with lightning and just disintegrates yeah, them that's at true one point. yeah that is yeah. not a bible situation i'm familiar with that's pretty well, cool. that's the nope. fun bible yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I... the gnostic bible for people who love fun <laughs> For your next dinner party, get the Gnostic Bible on tape in new surround sound stereo. Oh, God. Yikes. Oh, you just have, As like, a Sonos on all sides Heston. of the room, and it's uh. just it's just pounding into you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an old Maxell commercial where the dude is, like, getting blown across the room by his stereo yep. system. Oh, right on. Yep. Famous. Jesus Christ, walk down among the men. Give it's to okay, the NRA. Who is doing it? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, Zach. The the only other quote, uh, I guess this is Robert Duvall and female um, partner, and uh, he says, I found her. Or no, she says, I found her. And Robert Duvall says, don't tell me. Is it Venice? And she goes, how did you know that? And he goes, where else would an Italian move to? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like, His ex-wife is part Italian. What the fuck does that even yeah. mean? What is that? That's not, Venice is known as like the pot smoking beach community, I thought. like, I think it's just a... <laughs> joke about venice being a city in italy but oh wait really Didn't pick up well, i thought they oh were my racist <laughs> i thought it was a weird racism thing too. no 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 i mean it it is but like oh. that's the reason why that joke is oh, yeah okay i 
I am ashamed. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, that was not a, a, a nuanced reference, it wasn't, man. There it were just no layers. Even, it was just one didn't thing. Didn't even dot on me. Okay. Whoops. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, Let's we're rolling with it. Let's yeah, go. Let's sure. go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had. I don't know. We can mm-hmm. we could rate if you want. Unless there's more. Stuff. Yeah. We should talk about money. I guess. Yeah. Oh, sure. Too. Oh, there's one other thing. Um, the Chapel Hill shooter a few years ago. Oh, right. Oh, I remember uh, hearing he, about this now. Now that you his, mention it. Yeah. His ex-wife states that uh, this was his favorite movie, and he would watch it and just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Pretty um, fucking... Ra- Even she was like, I guess that should have been a sign, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Which is again, Zach. What one of my big problems is? There's not even a point where a person who has these these leanings and 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 feels this way about the world mm-hmm. would even have to confront what they're feeling, because yeah. the movie continually shows him as being right, right until the end. It's obvious if you're not a psycho, but I could see your point where a psycho would watch this and be like, "Yeah, I get this guy," and like not see the sort of right. or it doesn't bits. even be a psycho, just anybody feeling remotely like put upon, sure. yeah, who agrees with the reasons why. Like, it's it takes the movie takes far too long to turn him into a villain, and mm-hmm. even when it does, it does it right at the end, and it does it in like a, an action sequence where if you're like, oh. oh yeah he, if he had a real gun he would have beat him like right. and or yeah. like even more pessimistically he could be a sort of martyr figure to this hypothetical audience right. member. yes yeah. that too <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. woof uh before you do money i forgot we had discussed um they were talking about a remake for this starring ronda rousey of all people yeah <laughs> what? yeah <laughs> i i think i don't know how i I didn't see anything else other than that thing you sent me, so I don't know yeah, how. It might not have been very serious, but yeah, like I think this is one of those movies like Roadhouse ah. that f- there was a little period of time when Hollywood was kicking around like we're gonna do a remake with Ronda Rousey, uh-huh. like <laughs> right before she lost her her second fight because the first one they were still all on board with Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey, but once she lost the second one, they were like ah she could go to the WWE, we yeah. don't care anymore. Now she's yeah. dead to the yeah. whole world. Yes. Yeah, before uh, before fast. Seven or whatever. Yeah, she this was. Fast this seven, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, she's still she's still in WWE. She has had an amazing one year run, uh, and is probably just done forever. And I will say, as a fan, fucking awesome shit. Uh, like yeah. she is great. Yeah, I imagine like uh, lots and lots of real fight training probably helps quite a bit uh, as far hmm. as wrestling goes. Uh, in the ring, it, it certainly does. Even if you're not great at professional wrestling, being a real fighter, you know how the rhythms work, and mm-hmm. it, it really makes it compelling. Um, yeah. Huh. yeah, so so Ronda Rousey was theoretically being bandied about as a remake. And yeah. Zach, the reason why I don't think that was realistic was because it said Sofia Coppola was oh, going to direct okay. it. That, yeah, she does not feel like this kind of movie. That is not nope. her shtick at all. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've seen many of her movies, mm-hmm. and Falling Down does not remind me of any not of them, even remotely. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's a fair point. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, so money, 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 money. Um. So that this movie was made for twenty five million. Okay, well, it's a lot of. You can't. It had to all be filmed, uh, like on location. They just so. shut down a yeah, bunch I of think parts it, of L A. Right. 
I, I, I imagine that's what, what most of the cost was. It, it might have blown the budget once the actual riots started happening, I could imagine. <laughs> that would make things delayed a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, and the box office was 40.9, so almost 41 million. Okay, yeah. Um, which, at that time, probably was seen as a success. I would think, uh, yeah. Like, the, the marketing strategy of movies now is much different than it was in the 90s from what i understand so like nowadays you have to at least double to make your money back i don't think that was true necessarily back then. no i don't think at all yeah people just went to the movies without much prodding i think yeah well yeah i mean there were only so many movies that played in any given time Mm -hmm. like even into the late 90s like things would stay in theaters for months Mm -hmm. like that was part of marketing sometimes is like continuing its four-month run in the theaters is like Mm -hmm. nowadays that's I, I mean, I think nowadays, too, it's media saturation, like content saturation is like they have to compete with the Internet and whatever the fuck else. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to get butts in seats, I think. Yeah. Plus rising ticket costs and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe we should go on a rampage about this, guys. Oh, what do you oh, think? No, I'm slightly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm slightly I feel like I'm falling down a little bit here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, the falling down thing was. um. Mm. Robert Duvall is going to move to Lake Havasu, where the original London Bridge is located. Uh-huh. And they talk, oh, London Bridge falling down. Yeah, that's, that's it was a good. weird. Well, it's not. It's it's not about like down pillows or. It's specifically not about yeah, pillows. That would be so. great though. I do huh. think I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoot, uh, we should rate this. Yeah. Though, yep. huh? Certainly. Uh, IMDb seven point six, pretty high. Fuck, fucking that. ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. What? How many votes does that have? Uh, that is a great question. I'm gonna guess a bunch. Um, one hundred and fifty-six thousand. <laughs> yep. I. That's a lot. I I wanna I wanna believe that most of these votes happened ten years or more ago. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I really hope. Yeah. It's it is hard to look finally upon this in the current political climate. Yes. <laughs> I want it to be something that that when that people who did like it liked it as escapism when it was still possible to view this situation as When it wasn't right. very very real like it is now. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um Lee, why don't you go? Yeah, okay. Um I'm going to pull out a a magic trick that I've done I think only once before. The original Falling Down gets a zero. Wow! Full on zero. There is no value in this movie. This movie is despicable in every way. I don't even think the fucking performances are very good. There's no memorable music in it. Nothing. Uh, Fucking, it's terrible in every... No, this movie is disgusting. I'm surprised. Absolutely disgusting and evil, and no one should ever watch this movie. I'm so glad you stole it off the internet, Zach. (laughs) Fucking, I would spit on Michael Douglas's shoes if I saw him right now and say, hey, fuck you this for falling amazing. down. This is amazing. Of all of the trash garbage we've watched, I'm surprised that this, this is, is the trash, hill. <laughs> this is trash that has but it's literally, a problem, right? it's, sure, that has sure. literally radicalized someone to commit murder. I, well, that is fair when you put right. it that way. Yes, sure. Yeah. And you know me and guns, and I, I, know, yeah. I know that you're a gun owner, and I know that you're responsible, and I'm fine with that. But I also only am fine with that because I know you and I trust right. you. Yes. And you know that I fucking hate guns. And this just glorifies all the yeah. fucking, this movie gets a zero. Yep. Seth, okay. your movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know that I have a weird fondness for certain M. Night Shyamalan uh-huh. movies. 
certain M. Night Shyamalan movies that I will, to the grave, defend up until the point of the twist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I do know this. I'm I'm mostly speaking of the village. Yep, and yep. this this and and I feel like you built such a like beautiful, rich world that I imagine would photograph amazingly, especially if director of photography of the movie The Village Roger Deakins filmed it. Um my god. <laughs> I was going I, for a Shyamalanian twist. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, and you fucking nailed it. And I think there's there were so many good things about your movie. Um, and even with that crazy twist at the end, I feel like if if executed well, I wouldn't feel like upset by it. I feel like I wanted so, to leave a bunch of like breadcrumbs throughout the whole thing. Like okay. in my in my version, there was gonna be like weird pizza roll shaped fires. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. We could. <laughs> This is a first draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so in that case, I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you an eight. Oh, okay. Right. Solid. Good. Thank you. Um, That's an eight point swing for you on yeah. me. Yeah, sure yeah. enough. Good. Good differential. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Original. Um, I don't know if it's quite zero material, but like the very real problems we just described are, yeah, not good. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's okay. Like, Robert Duvall did fine. Uh, his partner, whose actual name I cannot currently remember, was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not great, but I, I'm going to go, like, three. Um, mm-hmm. Still pretty Seth, bad. Yeah, not not great. I agree, like, watching it uh, is probably not worth it. It's, yeah, like, we just described it. There's nothing you're going to gain from, uh, in addition it. to what we just described, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Seth, I very much liked yours indeed. Um, yeah, very whimsical. Um, I do like a good twist. Uh, the breadcrumbs thing you were just describing is very fun. Like every, any movie where you get in the car afterwards and you go, "Oh fuck, that was the other one," and you get to like do that whole fun adventure. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that that after yeah. that after. Game. That's yeah, always yeah. great. Um, so yeah, also go... it benefits from multiple watching. Yes. Yeah. yeah huh. So that'll bump putting, up the box office yeah, for sure. Selling them ticks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like eight five even. I think. Whoa, yeah, real good. Damn. Plus, plus, I want to make sure that you get the win on this, even with the seven point six IMDb scores. <laughs> I mean, I think that was already. I think that was already secured. You were, you were safe, but I just you know. Yeah, if I if I remember math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a thirteen and a half point delta. If I yeah. there. yep yep. Pretty good. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, wow. Damn. Yeah, so uh, uh, Burn in Hell, the movie Falling <laughs> Down. Yep. Yep, that's fair. Uh, next week, we're going to have Lee oh, doing um, a movie with a remarkable cast. Oh, um, uh, yeah. That we've discussed. Got, so I hear. Yeah. Um, it is Rumblefish. Rumblefish. Which is kind I'm of really like. Uh, one word, uh, I believe. It's one word, right? Oh, interesting. I, I actually don't know. I'm re- I'm really trying to resist the urge to just have the entire score be the song "Rumble" by Link Ray and his Raymond. Jesus, you know, wow, wow, wow. It's not one word. Dun, Sorry, dun, nope. It's two words. <laughs> it's two words. Yeah, I, I feel you like you're right you, to ignore me. You are correct in not doing that thing you just described. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be uh, <laughs> that's a that's a bad choice. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, so next week for our 111th birthday, 
hundred sitting at the first. <laughs> yeah, so calling back to the beginning where Lee totally ruined uh, <laughs> the transition. <laughs> um, <laughs> next week will be Lee doing Rumblefish. Yep. Yep. <sighs> okay, so how do we end this one, fellas? Um, well, I mean, I guess you could check out uh, www.dillfood.wordpress.com for all your dill food needs. Get, you, get, you, get yourself in there, daddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs>